Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, April 27th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right. How's everyone doing? Hey, Mike, how you doing? I say, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying hello to myself. I'm saying hello to Mike, the listener. Okay, so people don't think I'm crazy. I know I talk about all the crazy people here in San Francisco, and I don't want people to worry. I don't want people to worry that I'm joining their ranks. I'm not. I'm still fairly sane, believe it or not, in a place where it's not easy to be sane. It's really just not easy to be sane here. It's not. Uh, but we try. We hang on. We What do we do here? The few sane people who are left here in San Francisco, we seem to just gather with each other, right? And we support each other. And we try to keep each other sane. That's what, that's what we do. We hope not to be snatched up like the body snatchers into the ranks of the mentally insane. But as I read through my stories on my Twitter feed every day, you know, it's disheartening because I don't see anything that gives me any, any real optimism for the future here and what's going on. And it's, it's one thing after another. I know I've talked about yesterday and I believe the show before this um, incident that happened here a couple of weeks ago with the fire ex fire commissioner where he was bashed on the head with a pipe by a homeless person and people are continuing to write, including the extreme left wing whack job media here about supposedly, and this is, there's also no proof of this. This man, this, this ex fire commissioner was never even arrested for these supposed atrocities. He was committing on the homeless people by supposedly um, pepper spraying them. He's so, He's so, uh, you know, I just got pepper spray recently because I was attacked here back in January. I, I use the word attack because I don't know what other word to use for a person charging after me that I don't know and starting to punch me in the back of the head. I guess the word's attacked. It wasn't very long. I didn't get injured. I could barely feel his blows. He wasn't a very strong person, but I guess I was attacked. Okay. And, uh, I then got pepper spray because I said, you know what? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So next time, and there probably will never be a next time, even in this crazy city. The odds are there won't be a next time. But if there are, I have my pepper spray to defend myself. Now, I'm guessing even in this left-wing hellhole that I live in, that if someone comes after me, charges after me, unprovoked, and starts hitting me, I'm allowed to use the pepper spray to defend myself, right? Or, I mean, it's very likely in this left-wing hellhole, especially after this story that I'm talking about, where maybe I could be arrested for using the pepper spray. Maybe using pepper spray against a homeless person is just illegal totally, no matter what the homeless person's doing, because they have a home and you don't. The left-wingers here feel that you have no right to defend yourself against them, okay? So I don't know. So am I allowed to use pepper spray if someone charges me and starts punching me in the head? Or do I have to, can I only hit them back with my hands? Am I not allowed to use the pepper spray? Is that too extreme? Do I have to lie there and take it and say, yes, homeless 
psychopathic, schizophrenic person, please beat me up because I have a home and you you deserve to beat me up and I should lie here and take it like a good white whatever I'm supposed to be, a liberal because I live in San Francisco, cough of it. But uh, is that is that is that the case? Anyway, I got this mace. So the story goes here with this ex-fire commissioner who was just bashed over the head with a lead pipe by a homeless miscreant that this ex-fire commissioner has gotten. So once again, this is all alleged. There's nothing proven. The man was never arrested, never convicted for doing this. But supposedly there's some video of this guy in the past, the recent past, going around and, and uh, you know, just giving one sh- quick shot of pepper spray to homeless people. And while that should not be, I was I, I joked to myself when I got this pepper spray. I said, maybe I'll just pepper spray people because I can't stand anybody here in San Francisco. Not my friends. I'm not going to pepper spray them. But it's it's so frustrating living here, right, that you think, okay, maybe I'll just pepper spray. But obviously you can't do that. That's illegal. That's, you know, a, a minor form of assault. It is a minor form of assault. Let's not get too crazy with this, especially in the world we live in. Pepper spraying someone is a very minor form of assault. So it shows this guy going around like or allegedly this guy, once again, never arrested for any of this uh, and giving a quick shot to someone who's like sitting in, in, in on a street corner or something in the middle of the street. And they go, oh, my God. Well, look at this guy. OK, he was attacked with his pipe, but he. He kind of deserved it because he's been going around pepper spraying people, uh, homeless people, allegedly, allegedly. Who knows how many times he did it? If he did it, it might have been once. It might have been four times. Who knows? I have not heard of any serial pepper sprayer here in San Francisco. This reminds me of the movie. Remember the movie? And of course you don't because you're not a crazy cult movie addict like I am. Remember the movie Driller Killer? I think it was the debut of Abel Ferrara. And this took place in late 1970s, New York City, during a period of time that was not even nearly as bad as things are now, but where there were a lot of high crime and homeless people on the streets. (laughs) And so the movie directed by Abel Ferrara and actually the lead character, the driller killer, uh, is played by Abel Ferrara. And this is a guy who is so out of his gourd because of the high crime in the city and the homeless people all over the place that he, he he kills them. He's a serial killer and he goes around drilling them in the head. All right. Drilling homeless people in the head. It's a, it's a cult classic. All right. So that's extreme. This is just pepper spray. This guy is so upset, right? Once again, I want to put the word allegedly out there because we don't even know if this man was doing this. But this is what the defense attorney for the crazy homeless, you know, lead pipe guy says. Anyway, so this guy is so distraught by what's happening in his city. The homeless people laying outside of businesses, destroying businesses, the homeless people laying in his mother's doorway that he goes around. And it's a very mild version of the driller killer. And he just sprays them one shot and runs away with the pepper spray. So let's say once again, this is all alleged. Uh, he d- was doing this. They did pepper spray a few homeless people because he just can't stand it anymore. What does that have to do with this case of this homeless guy bashing him in the head with a pipe? There isn't even any evidence that he had pepper sprayed this particular guy. 
You know what this would be like? This would be like, remember, I was attacked back in January. That would be like now me going out and just lead piping any homeless person I see and saying, well, it's self-defense because I was attacked by a homeless guy. All right. What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? This is a case where the homeless guy was taking practice swings. You could see him on video like Aaron Judge taking practice swings. If you're in San Francisco, uh, Brandon Crawford taking practice swings with a pipe, getting ready to knock this guy in the head. And then he starts swinging it, knocks the guy in the head. It's hard to see on the video, but it looks like in self-defense, the ex-fire commissioner tries to pepper spray him and pepper sprays himself. By the way, if you buy pepper spray, make sure you use it properly. You don't want to use it on yourself. <laughs> that defeats the purpose. And if you take it out, you use it because the criminal will knock it out of your hand and use it on you. So if you got pepper spray to defend yourself, make sure you use it the right way. Okay. So evidently he, he was, he was, he was nervous. The guy was swinging the lead pipe at him and he pepper sprayed himself. All right. And then he starts running away from the guy and the guy on the video, you see it on the video. It looks like, you know what the video looks like? There's nothing funny about this, but if you watch the video, it looks like Benny Hill. Remember Benny Hill, the old Benny Hill show? Everything was sped up fast and they're running after each other. Like Benny Hill was running after hot women and they were running away from him. Well, this is what the video looks like. You see this crazed homeless person running after the ex-fire commissioner with the pipe. How is that self-defense? Let me let me tell you liberals something. I'm trying to I'm trying to make this clear to the nut job liberals that I have to live with in this city. Okay, if someone hits someone else with a lead pipe on the head several times, it's fucking a crime. It's assault with a deadly weapon. The person should go to jail. The only reason a person should be able to hit someone else is with a lead pipe is if the other person also has a lead pipe and is trying to hit you in the head with a lead pipe. Then it's self-defense. But it's not self-defense if someone has their hands or pepper spray and then you run after them as they run away and you continue to break their skull. What the fuck? Where do I live where this is self-defense? Why is it self-defense? Because the guy is homeless. Oh, the poor guy is homeless. So do they have special rights of self-defense that the rest of us don't have because he's homeless? Get a fucking job. I'm tired of this. Jesus Christ. This is not self-defense. It's fucking assault with a deadly weapon. I would charge him with attempted murder. Start charging people with attempted murder. Start putting these scumbags in jail for 10, 20 years, and you'll see crime go down. Trust me, you'll see it go down. I'm tired of these Soros-backed, you think that's anti-Semitic, go fuck yourself, liberal prosecutors who are letting out criminals and destroying the lives of the average law-abiding citizen. I'm tired of it. And I'm telling you, watch your television sets. Put them on. You're going to start to see vigilante justice in cities like mine. In cities like San Francisco, you're going to start to see vigilante justice, which is always a result of the law-abiding people not getting actual justice from the people they pay to give them justice. And the blood, the blood, B-L-O-O-D, will be on the hands of London Breed and all the shitty district attorneys in this city. 
led by Brooke Jenkins, the worthless Brooke Jenkins. Worse than Chesa Booten, but you can't get rid of her because she's a black woman. So, you know, London Breed, a black woman, only elected because she's a black woman, put another black woman in so the people of San Francisco wouldn't go after her the way they went after a white man. That's why she's there. She's a black woman. She's incompetent. And just like every single identity politics affirmative action hire, she's worthless. All of those hires are worthless. Any position, any job, they're worthless. So you see, I've remained sane. I've remained sane. I've remained sane because of people like you who listen to my show. Yeah, for, well, look, look, Mike, look. Identity politics, identity hires, affirmative action hires are wrong. You should be hired because you are the most qualified person. I don't give a shit if it's a kindergarten teacher or district attorney or president of the United States. You should get the job because you're the best qualified human being in the fucking business. That's why. Not because you're black or because you're gay or because you're black and gay and a trans lesbian. That's not why you should get a fucking job over someone who's more qualified than you. And if you think you should, you're a fucking liberal moron and you're a worthless waste of fucking life. And you're making things miserable for the rest of society. You're making things miserable for the rest of civilization. You liberal scum. Hey, Vlad. Calm me down, Vlad. It's your job. Calm me down. Did I scare Vlad away? Vlad, are you there? Hello, Vlad. You're there. There you go. There you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. It's just so falling asleep. But I'm listening How to are you, you falling but... asleep with me screaming? <laughs> no, it's, I lowered the volume. Oh, okay. yeah, you, you have to. You got, you got to make it real low. You got to... So, so, so you gotta we, put it on too. So what do we do two. with the problem of the homeless? That's the thing. This dumb nut in 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 Sacramento is not doing nothing. He just wants to blame the cities and and the counties and whack. Nothing's getting done now. Here in L.A., we have we have uh, the new mayor, Karen Bassett. Which, by the way, I didn't vote for her because I'm not in the city limit. I'm in the county limit. So she put out a 1.3 billion package. People are barking at that. I'm like, they're throwing money at this. You cannot just throw money at them without any, you know, anybody that, that invests, they want a return on their money. When are, when are, when are, when are taxpayers going to start getting a return on our money? All of these liberal politicians are. They all act like whores on a holiday. They just throw money, throw money around. That's not yours. That's not theirs. Given to them by some other people. Okay. That's it. That's all they do. They, all they know is to throw around money. That's all they know. That's all they've ever known is throwing money. We need money. Help us with money. We need money from the state. We need money from the federal government. We need this. We need that. All they do is waste money. That's all they know how to do. Because they don't know about policy. They don't know how to institute actual real policy that works. So when you are inept, when you've got your job because of identity politics or because dumb liberals give you the job, what are you going to do? You don't know how to make policy because you're an idiot. So what do you do? You say, oh, we need money. We need money. Money will take care of it. That's all they know because they're ignorant. That's what it comes down to. 
and our cities stay the same, just get worse by the minute. We're a horrible example. Nobody's going to want to come to L.A., and they shouldn't, you know. I'm going to say it like that. No one should come to San Francisco if there's just going to be rat holes, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I would, I would never recommend anyone come here. I mean, if, I'm the last person who would recommend anyone come here, whether it's for business, a conference. I walk around the city today, and I see people wearing those, you know, the conference people wearing – there's some big conference, some big – big budget conference in town. And I say, what are they doing? Why are you coming here? What's it going to take? You know what it'll take? It'll take one of their people to get assaulted or killed. And that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of conferences in San Francisco. The end of it. What they do, and it's smart. This is what, this is what I recommend. If you come to San Francisco, let's say it's part of a conference. And I notice this is what these people do. They go to places in groups, right? I often see them walking four, five, six together I rarely see someone here for a conference with those, you know, uh, credentials around their neck walking alone. And that's the smart thing to do. Walk in groups. That's why nothing. That's why it's very rare. Anything ever happens to people who come into town for conferences because they walk together. They go everywhere together. That's the smart way to do it, because this place is simply not safe. It's just not safe. Wow. It's a nightmare. It's an urban nightmare. It's become that way because of Democrats, because of Democrats, not because of Elon Musk, not because of Donald fucking Trump, because of Democrats. Democrats yeah. are responsible. One party is responsible. One party. It's uh, the whole damn state now to the point where people are leaving. You know, I know. It's sad. It's, not it's incredibly sick. Yeah. I, I think the next step would be. If enough Republicans do not get into power, split the state. That's the best way. North well, you're seeing this in like um, Oregon, right? Yeah. Where the eastern part of the state wants to move out. Why well, they want to be part of whatever is Idaho, Utah. Idaho, There's, Idaho, yeah. Yeah, they want to get out of there. They want to get I don't blame them. I don't blame them. They don't want to be part. Basically, they don't want to be part of Portland. Okay? I don't blame them. Who would want to be part of Portland? Portland should be its own third world country, right? Just like Seattle should be its own third world country and San Francisco should be its own third world country. No one who's normal wants to be part of this shit. Why would they? Exactly. You know? They didn't build this, 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 our country, but they're taking it down. It took four generations to build it and it's going to take one, one to just destroy it. This is, this is wrong. It, but that's, you know. Look, obviously, anyway, no one's more no one's more angry than I am about all this. Obviously, I want to let Daniel talk. That's right, talk Dan, to you, Mike. Vlad, thank you, Vlad. Blank, Vlad. Thanks, uh, Daniel. Daniel is a compadre in uh, in uh, sick sick land in in in, this, in sick yeah, sick land. That's what we called. What did what did that book by Michael Schoenberg? San Francisco. It San is San Francisco. Yep. It is. It is San Francisco. It is could, or it could as well be San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco. Could be a lot. Could be a lot of things. Yeah, maybe yeah. that'll be the sequel. I'll, I'll recommend a new, another title. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was reminded of this this whole problem and a potential solution, um, at least a partial solution, to it um, this evening when I um, was out of choices for grocery store. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I usually go to Trader Joe's where they do not allow, uh, at least I have never seen any shoplifting occur. So I'm on my way home and my only choice is because Trader Joe's is closed after 9 p.m. 
was to stop by Safeway. So I haven't been in Safeway for many months after swearing them off and having a discussion with their manager about them allowing shoplifting there. I went in immediately. And as soon as I walked through the door, a guy with a backpack stuffed full of stuff walks right out the door. I walk up to the cash register and I said, you guys not going to do anything about that? And um, they, they say, oh, yeah, 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 this backpack for stuff full. He's no doubt stole a whole bunch of stuff. And I go, yeah, of course he did. So discussion went on a little bit bit, bit further th- than that. But the, the thing I want to talk about is um, when I am going to give their manager a call tomorrow. And my message to, to the manager, the grocery store manager, is going to be, your store attracts crime to our neighborhood. It attracts criminals to our neighborhood. It attracts addicts to our neighborhood. It is doing severe damage to our neighborhood. Your business is suffering. When I walk in there, I don't see anybody in there nowadays. Their business is suffering only a mile away, mile maybe a mile and a quarter away. Another Safeway is closing within, within what, about a month or so. They're shutting down permanently because of the unsafe conditions for their employees and because of the massive theft that occurs, occurs there. Right. I'm going to be calling this other Safeway tomorrow. And I'm going to be telling them that they are putting their, the, the na- this neighborhood in danger by attracting addicts to the neighborhood. Here's this is so my suggestion with respect to, to how to cut down on this on this crime is to call your grocery store. Those people that are living in San Francisco that are hearing this, call your grocery store and demand that they st- that they start prosecuting and start holding these people using their security guards. There was a security guard there right at the door. Walk this guy, watch this guy just walk right by him. Mm-hmm. Demand that their security guards start stopping these people. These people are addicts. These people couldn't lift 50 pounds over no, their head. They aren't, they, no one is in danger from these people. They can be stopped with a with a whistle. No. Or with some mace. Well, they could literally, literally, you could literally push them over with your pinky. These people, these people aren't anything to be feared, which is which is the bizarre thing about this. They're not physically to be feared. The only way these people could physically be feared is if they had a weapon. Right, these like people, a knife. these people knife. spend their days trying to, to to find the next five bucks worth of stuff to steal, so that they can so that they can get some fentanyl that's going to last them for two to three hours. They don't have enough money to buy a gun. These people are easily stoppable. And we must demand the grocery stores that they put it into this. Trader Joe's certainly has done so. Safeway can do so. Albertsons, whatever your grocery store is in your neighborhood, they can stop this. And you must demand that they stop it because it is causing deterioration in your neighborhood through the tr- through the crime that they are attracting to it. Once we do that, this this problem will be abate significantly. It won't go entirely away, but it will take a huge chunk out of it. I never saw anybody in, in the Merida area when I first moved to San Francisco stealing crap. And still until this $900, whatever it is, rule was was effectively being um, um, implemented by grocery stores. It right. simply never happened. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden there's addicts all over Safeway. The, the, the cat pitched in tents all over the place. You can't, you know, you can't go, go anywhere near a grocery store in this city 
and you'll see addicts. Well, you will. And look, it's very different than it used to be. You see, the, the liberals still living in a different age where, and there was a time, there was a time when homeless people were 99% peaceful, when they were actually the ones who had to be worried about being preyed on by people. You know, this, there was a time when homeless people, the ones who were the ones, you know, they, they sit there and people would come by and kick them and beat them up and whatever it may be. But now we're entering a different age and it has a lot to do with drug addiction, right? And it has a lot to do with schizophrenia. Now, I believe the person that attacked me was not a drug addict, um, too too strong looking, too together looking, but he probably was schizophrenic. No, he, de- he definitely was schizophrenic. There's no doubt about that. So he was probably a schizophrenic, either low income guy or homeless guy. And so that's the problem now is that the homeless people are becoming more and more, I'd say still not the majority, but enough of them are becoming violent. And, and this is a big problem. That's a big reason why violence is so high in cities like San Francisco is because we have such a huge homeless population and it's, 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 it's um, adding, it's adding to the crime. All right. Of course. So when they escalate behavior yeah. and they see no response from the escalation, they will escalate again and they will push it as far as they can. It's simple operant conditioning. They're going to do it. It is going to happen. The way you stop it is you have consistent response and you make that response immediate. But we have no consistent. The problem here is when it comes to all kinds of crime, including violent crime, we have a district attorney who's not interested, a police force that's disinterested. Now, the police force is disinterested for different reasons. They're not extreme leftists backed by George Soros. They, unfortunately, are a victim of these extreme leftists backed by George Soros because they pick someone up. They arrest them. Look. If you're, let's say you're the cop who arrested the guy, the uh, the uh, the pipe basher, the, the homeless guy who biped the ex fire, you know, who bashed him over the head. You're the cop. Someone arrested the guy. He didn't turn himself in. So you're the cops who arrest that person. You see, five days later, they've dropped the charges and he's out. Why would you want to continue your job? Why? Why you put wouldn't. your ass on the It's the most dangerous job in the world, police officer. Why? Why would you want to continue doing it? Of course you wouldn't. No right. one was. Right. So we have a disinterested, a disinterested mayor, a disinterested DA, which leads to disinterested cops, which leads to a criminal, uh, a criminal run society where they know they can get away with anything. <clears throat> get away. With exactly. It's, it's not it's not complicated. And you don't think there are you don't think there are crazy people or criminals who see this? who see, okay, this guy bashed someone over the head, bashed him in the skull, gave him 50 stitches, broke his skull, put him in a hospital for a week, and he's out. He's out. They see that, and they're emboldened by it. They're like, well, shit, if he can do that, I can get away with a lot of things also. Yeah. You the guy's going to be, that. yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to see it happen again and soon. Well, when the same guy, who, by the way, I believe today or yesterday was released. So the, the guy who bashed a person on the head um, is out now. So the next time he does it, he'll kill somebody. And we know there will be a next time and he will kill somebody. Who, what, what should happen to Brooke Jenkins and London Breed? What should, should happen be- to them? What kind of punishment should they have to face if someone's loved one is killed by this guy who should be in jail and is not? What should happen to them? Shouldn't bad things happen to them? I think really bad things should happen to them. And whether anyone gets killed or not. Um, they deserve some damn pepper spray. I think we should have a protest in front of the uh, mayor's office and when she files by 
Everyone just sprays her. <laughs> How about a pepper spray? How about a wait a minute? We could use we could have a pepper spray rally and call it peaceful because in June of 2020, June and July of 2020, they burned down entire blocks and the media said it was peaceful. So if you can burn down entire blocks, businesses and homes and apartments, and the media can call it peaceful, a fucking pepper spray rally should be considered peaceful, shouldn't it? PSM pepper spray matters. Yeah, pepper spray matters. Hashtag hashtag pepper spray matters. Every you know, night. it really is a very sick place we're living in here. It's getting sicker by the moment. It's getting sicker. Oh, tell people before you go, because you did tweet something a couple of hours ago, which I loved. I like, because you actually get out there and you, uh, are you with me, Daniel? Are you with me? Hold on. I'm going to get you back on here. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Um, I'm not, I thought our discussion was over. No, I say I want what, you to tell What's on everyone. your mind, Mike? <laughs> uh, yeah, I want you to tell everyone what happened with the uh, Berkeley, what is that, the Berkeley Symphony or something? Ber- Berkeley Jazz Conservatory. Yeah, I what them, happened with the Berkeley Jazz Conservatory? I called what? them up and because uh, I wanted to see a show tomorrow with a um, a woman that new woman that i'm dating and um and i saw on their um website <laughs> near the buy tickets area that they um were requiring a covid vaccination and i thought this can't be not not now this can't still be this must just been left up there like people do on so many websites and like People, you know, leave up mask signs in in their uh, entryway doors in San Francisco, although no one requires them. So just to make sure, I called them and they said they indeed do. And I said, "You you got to be kidding me! You realize that these <laughs> you things have to, do not. You have to give them the John McEnroe. You can't be serious." Yeah, yeah, and yes. Yeah, so, so I had this discussion. It's getting more and more heated because this guy is being just an ass to me. Um, and he, he basically admits the base, the, ba- the basic bottom line here is that he admits is that they are discriminating and engaging in this hateful behavior toward a minority, <clears throat> which includes me, mm-hmm. um, of, of their customers because what they perceive as a majority demands it of them. And I said, do you realize how immoral that is? And then he said, you're just thinking of yourself. And I go, after three years of the torture you've put people like me through. Wait a minute. You're, call, you're saying I'm just thinking of myself? What if, the major, what if the majority of whites wants to treat blacks like slaves? Exactly. Should that be allowed? Exactly. These, these, these liberals are so fucking dumb. They're so dumb. I mean, they're dumb to the point of, of me despising them to the, to the most, to the, to the depths of my soul. I despise this kind of ignorance. It's incredible. So I encourage everybody, um, if they if they can find the tweet, um, DS at DSBIC, um, retweet that. Um, make an example of the Jazz Conservatory. Find another business that is still doing this. Make an example of them. I'll happy to be happy to but, retweet but, but the then, shit. Do they it. also realize that no other place is doing this anymore? I don't know. But they have a particularly woke crowd there. I think. Oh, it's Berkeley. Yeah, it's a it's a older. Well, not only yeah, not only in Berkeley, but right there because the Jazz Conservatory is within oh, I don't know. Yeah, but a couple hundred yards of the university. Let me tell you, I don't think Berkeley Rep is still doing it. I'm sure they're not. In fact, I mean that's also Berkeley, also very old, extreme liberal, decrepit crowd, and I don't think they're even doing it anymore. So why would they be doing it? Doesn't make any sense. It's kind of stupid. 
kind of yeah well and the and the idea of him saying well we try to put you know asses in seats here that yes 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 that was the other statement no yeah no other place in the country that hasn't done vaccine mandates ever like florida they've been putting asses in seats forever they had no problem putting asses in seats in the middle of the pandemic they were putting asses in seats without their fucking vaccine mandates i know of liberal i'm getting emails not emails i'm actually getting real mail from um liberal cultural institutions let's put it i won't i won't name them yet but liberal cultural institutions that did the vaccine mandate uh, I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but they certainly did it for whatever it was, a year and a half. And uh, and they're in big trouble. So they did these vaccine mandates the entire time. And yet they're they're collapsing. They're begging for money. So evidently their vaccine mandate didn't help put asses in the seats, did it? In of fact, course. I'd argue it hurt them. I'd argue it hurt of them. Of course. Because they, they didn't get my business anymore or your of business course. anymore. Um. But it's, like, it's kind of ironic that they want to put asses in seats when the asses are actually in the box office running the show. Yeah, exactly. They are. They are. They're, they're literal asses. They're donkeys, right? They, the donkey party. So they're yeah. obvious asses. Yeah, they are. And, and they're morons and because their logic, like I said, is so easy to see through. The majority rules, okay. The majority blacks are slaves for all of our whites now. We're the majority of the minority. That's it. These people have no brains whatsoever. Did they've never heard of the tyranny of the majority? Have they read the Constitution? It's remarkable, but they probably, if they have, they probably are just ignoring it at this point because it was the old white guy patriarchy that came up with these um, these rules. So they all had to be discarded and out of hand here. But that, that was slavery was the tyranny of the majority. These people are really dumb incredibly dumb i mean yeah. it's just i've gotten to the point now daniel i gotta tell you even though all of the places that i used to go to that did the vaccine mandate that don't anymore i don't want to give them my money anymore i don't want to neither do i and i avoid them still i still keep a and that's not like i kept a written down list but i i remembered the ones that didn't because it was far easier the ones that didn't require us to act like asses with vaccine pass and masks. It was much easier. It was. Yeah. And, you know, we know because we went to some of those places, didn't we? Yep. You know, so uh, it's it, it's it's simply to the point now where and I think, oh, did you see? Oh, I meant to talk about this and I got into the damn lead pipe guy. <laughs> the uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who yesterday member had tweeted that he wants to move on when it comes to the COVID stuff. He doesn't want to punish people, right? He just wants to move on and make changes. But the Fauci's, the the wine gardens of the world, the Walensky's, the Burks, no punishment for any of those people. Um, well, today, after we on this show talked about how he needs to change that opinion, if he wants to get our support, put out a very different tweet, didn't he? Saying people who did illegal quote unquote, illegal things when it comes to mandates should indeed be prosecuted. So I think he either listens to this podcast or there are people who may have gotten the word to him that we're not that 19 percent he's getting is not going to grow if he continues to have that point of view. So that's good, though. In one day, he amended that one day. 
Yep, yep, that's good. Let's see if he uses the uh, full power of his office to go after these people um, and remove them from positions in power in this government, legal or illegal or not, their activities that they have um, taken part in over the last three years. If they supported any of this craziness, he should use whatever power he has to just eliminate them from government positions. Well, and we talked about the idea of what is illegal. And, well, that should be left up to the jury, whether you're guilty of a crime or not. But we certainly see prosecutors prosecuting people for very flimsy things that most legal experts say are total bullshit, like uh, Alvin Bragg with Donald Trump. So I think if you can indict the former president of the United States and a leading Republican candidate for president now on such flimsy, flimsy things, then you can certainly go after these people like Weingarten and Fauci and let the juries decide if they should go to jail or not. I'm all for the jury system. I'm all for the jury system. Let them no, decide. But they need, to be, they, they need to be indicted. They all need to be indicted. For these what they are did. worldwide crimes. I think the uh, Hague and tribunals there would be very fitting for, for most of these people. I love it. I love the gulag. I think the gulag. I, I have images of a gulag, don't you? Um, I have images of gallows. A gallows. Those are good also. I like them. Yeah. Well, this is what this is what Robert Kennedy said. Just to be clear, just to be clear, I will prosecute any official who engaged in criminal wrongdoing during the pandemic. Corrupt individuals are a small part of the problem. Our agencies have been captured by corporate power, but the vast majority of their staff are decent people. We need to get hold on. I got it. We need to get corporate influence out of all regulatory agencies. Not retribution, but justice. As president, I will direct my attorney general to investigate any and prosecute every person who knowingly defrauded or deceived the American public about the safety and efficacy of medical products. And I will obtain justice and compensation for every American who was injured or suffered the death of family members for those actions. As a presidential candidate, I'll continue to expose corruption to obtain justice for the injured. So you know what? That's pretty strong. I say that's Not a huge upgrade. Enough. But it's a huge upgrade it's, from it's, what he put out yesterday, which was let's just move on, basically. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's better than yesterday, but it's not good enough. He has to say, illegal or not, those who promoted hysteria, if well, he is aware of anyone who promoted hysteria, right. he will, if, if he has the power as the right. president, and which he does over certain positions, especially federal positions, um, if he has the power, he will remove them from office. He will remove them for their positions. Okay, that's fine. I agree with you on that. I mean, when he talks about illegal as a as a lawyer, he he's basically saying they have to have committed a crime. We can't just like and I agree with that, obviously. You can't just make up new crimes now. But if, if they committed a crime and what they did something illegal, they should be prosecuted. Yeah, no the crime the, the yeah. crime part is obvious. What I am saying is crime or not, if he is aware of the people that promote it, people within government positions at any level that promoted this hysteria, he should have their jobs. That's not criminal for him to do. He's, if he has the power, he should do it. I think if Robert Kennedy Jr. were president, tons of heads would roll and there'd be, oh, there'd be the dismantling of a lot of agencies. Yeah, this, 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 this is a man um, who knows very intimately the corruption of our government. <laughs> the corruption of our government killed his father and his uncle. Correct. This, this, Absolutely. This, 
this 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 is a person that despite what what this what this government and corruption has done to him has persisted and has done well for himself and and maintains a amount of integrity that I would find almost impossible to maintain in my life having experienced what he experienced. I, this, this lockdown, as, as most listeners probably know, cost my father his life. Um, and, and I can barely, you know, just, just recalling it right now is making me, you know, trip over my tongue. Um, <laughs> it, the rage is boiling up inside of me and, and to, to, you know, so this, this is a man who, who is for decades has realized what this country did to his parent, parent and, and his uncle. Um, and it's, gruesome what was done um it was so so this this is somebody who's who's got some balls Mm -hmm. and somebody who has been waiting for a long time to use them well and i i joke that he was listening to the show but we we both saw on that uh, tweet of his yesterday how he was ratioed over that almost everyone was like no 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 bobby no no (laughs) there's got to be punishment (laughs) We're not, we're not just going to look to the future and forget. So I think he got the message, pretty, which is great. I mean, look, let's put it this way. A lot of these people who, who are famous and tweet, they don't even read the responses, let alone care about what the responses say. So he understands that he is not the favorite for this thing. He's got to get as many people on his side. And as he has said, he wants to get, you know, Democrats, Republicans, independents, left, right, everything in order to do that. He's got to unite. He knows what unites the people who are for him. And it's not just forgetting, forgiving and forgetting when it comes to the, the COVID, yeah. uh, the, the no. COVID mandate Holocaust they did to us. No. Yeah. yeah. And my, intu- my intuition tells me that he does not want to forget and forgive and forget. And maybe he thought that was just the um, statesman. Yeah, maybe the presidential thing to do at this point, but um, I think that he does not want to forgive and forget anything no. that, that that's happened over the last three years, um, and and the the level of corruption and government commingling of corrupt enterprises um, with, with, that is corrupt corporations with government. Uh, he he is a per- perfect spokesman to deliver that message. Um, he's as good as DeSantis, and I. I just want to see the two of them battle it up because I have a feeling that you're going to see the best debate ever. If those two, I think it would be, it wouldn't be a mean spirited debate at all. I think these two would just be, you know, it it would be a, it would be about moment. It would be about issues. It would be about issues, issues. But anyway, Not, you have you have other callers. So yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, Thank Dan. You I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it would be about issues, and also with Trump and Biden. Not only do you know two out of every three, three out of every four Americans not want them to run again, but you're getting two people who are afraid to debate. Biden won't have any debates, and now Trump is saying he's not going to participate in any debates. So you have two people who are afraid to debate. So what kind of debate are you going to have when these two people face off against you? You get two people who really don't want to be there debating each other, who both think they're so good. You see, Donald Trump thinks he's so far ahead 
Okay, and this is how Donald, I'll get to you the next caller in a second, but this is how Donald Trump lies all the time. He knows better. He knows this far out doesn't matter. He knows Ron DeSantis, his only real competitor, is not even in the fucking race yet. He knows that. So, but he keeps on talking about how he's ahead by 30 points, head by 40 points, and why should he have the debate when he's the obvious winner? Why should he give anyone else a chance to, to narrow the gap, blah, 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 all these nonsense. Now, we know Donald Trump is just being Donald Trump. He's bitching and moaning like a little child, and in the end, he'll do the debates, of course. But what is this natural inclination to say, I'm so great? I'm so great. I saw Donald Trump's latest ad. You know, I watch Fox News too much. And actually, I won't watch the Tucker Carlson time slot anymore, but I watch the others. And uh, by the way, the Tucker Carlson time slot, half, the, half the viewers have left, half. We'll get to that later. But watching the other shows, I watch the commercials, and Trump is putting his stupid, childish, ridiculous ads on, on uh, which looked like they could be, you know, uh, funded by the Democrats. And his latest one is the most ridiculous, arrogant, ridiculous disgustingly stupid ad I've ever seen in my life. I thought the one with the pudding was bad. This is even worse. This is where he says, how dare Ron DeSantis, who I endorsed uh, in 2018, run against me, run against Daddy Trump, who endorsed him. Is this guy fucking kidding me? Is he kidding me? His ego is so huge. This is what politics are about. You endorse someone, they become something. Later on, they might run against you. That's life, Donald. Get fucking used to it. This whole idea of how dare Ron DeSantis run against the guy who endorsed him five fucking years ago. And that's his ad. That's his pitch that Ron DeSantis has no right to run against the great Donald Trump who lost twice. He lost the popular vote twice. OK, let's get this straight. He lost the popular vote twice by a combination of over 10 million votes. OK, he lost by three million to horrible Hillary and twice as many, seven million to fucking Alzheimer ridden Biden. So cut the shit of the great Donald Trump, OK, who lost the election twice and the first time won the Electoral College by about uh, two and a half votes. All right. I don't want to hear it. This ridiculousness of how dare, how dare he run against me? Oh, oh, how how disloyal he is. Donald Trump, the most disloyal guy in the world. You got to be loyal to him, but he can say fuck you to you. That's what Donald Trump's all about. This guy, he can't do anything right. He can't he can't just talk about as Carol Markowitz wrote in the post a couple of days ago, just talk about your accomplishments. If you were such a great president for 4 years, if you were the best president in the history of the country, for four years, talk about your accomplishments. He hasn't talked about one of them. Not one. Talk about your accomplishments. What is this nonsense that the Ron DeSantis eats pudding, that Ron DeSantis dare run against Daddy Trump who endorsed him in one election five fucking years ago? Are you kidding me? I hope that Ron DeSantis cleans this guy's fucking clock and ends his fucking political career. I hope he fucking wipes the floor with this guy, because he deserves it. <sighs> CR, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Mike? Doing good. How you doing? How's it going? All right. How are you? Doing all right, brother. Doing all right. You know, you know what's funny? Uh, I was just listening to what you were saying. You could actually, you could actually almost say the exact same thing about uh, uh, Joe Biden. 
they they've anointed him. You're right. Exactly. You know what oh, I mean? And, yeah. and, and, and everybody else. And, not, and I'm not saying that any of the, cha- I'm not giving like any of the challengers, like we could debate the challengers, but just, just on that surface level, they're like, no, we're not going to have any debates. We're not going to do anything like that. Like Joe Biden's a thing. Bernie Sanders immediately bent the knee. Oh, bent the is that knee. a CR? Is that a shock? Is that a oh, shock? No, no, it, it wasn't, it wasn't so much of a shock. To me, that he did it, the part that that, that disheartened me as a leftist, because I'll, I'll just come out and say I'm I'm a huge lefty, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, is that uh, uh, how fast it was. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like it wasn't even 24 hours after Biden announced before. Well, that, that's all he planned. Was, I'm sure he had a conversation. No, uh, to- totally. Yeah, yeah. But that, but yeah, that yeah. Is, but how pathetic is that? How pathetic is that? Bernie that he is already, pathetic. That he, Bernie's incredibly I, I, pathetic. Hey, trust me. I, I, the the last time that I voted Democrat was in the primaries in 2016 mm-hmm. for Bernie, yep. and that is the lot. I didn't vote in the general, yep. and I haven't voted. Uh, uh, I've right down ballot, of course, but uh, I haven't voted in, in in for Democrat since then. That was the last time, you know. Why didn't and, you vote for Bernie in 2020? Oh, because by that by that time I had become educated. I, I had understood that back in the nineties, uh, um, after Bill Clinton had passed NAFTA, after after Bill Clinton had passed NAFTA, after Bill Clinton, with the help of Joe Biden too as well, passed the fucking crime bill, Bernie Sanders campaigned for fucking Bill Clinton's reelection. Okay, so here's the thing that I didn't understand. So later that I became more educated was that Bernie Sanders has been sheepdogging mm-hmm. fucking leftist energy into the fucking liberal, basically, uh, you know, uh, center right, cons- oh. you know, conservative light fascist fucking party, the Democrats. I didn't know that at the time, but this is has been his function since the fucking 90s. How can how can somebody that's a so-called socialist? Mm-hmm. Or even a socialist light, which he calls with the socialist Democrat, fucking campaign for somebody after fucking NAFTA. After Bill Clinton, after Bill Clinton passed NAFTA, Bernie Bernie Sanders campaigned for Bill Clinton. I didn't know that before because yeah, I was that educated. But once I found that out, I was like, oh shit! Well, you know, this dude has been he's been doing this for a very long time. This I'm, is I'm, not a new game. I'm and then guilty. What the fuck did he do? What I'm the fuck did he also. do? Yeah, I'm guilty. I, mean, I, I believe I believed him in 2016. I got all of my friends and family, aunts and uncles, my brother, mom and dad, da, 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 friends mm-hmm. like you're the people that never voted before. Like, here, let me help you fill out the thing. Da, 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 here's the thing. I'll help <laughs> you do, do a whole bit. Directed people. Do, I was so gun ho because I believe I'm like, maybe I, I never thought like some like stupid utopian thing. I'm not stupid. I'm not a child. You know what I mean? I'm about to turn 40 this year. And I fucking knew that, but I thought maybe if we get somebody in there, we could kind of like get a wedge, break through, you know, uh, 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 but I got duped. And then once I realized like, oh shit, after I saw how bad he, he, he folded like a fucking lawn chair to, to Biden, he didn't ask for anything. Like if he, if he would have at least asked for a couple of asks, like, Hey Biden, I'll, I'll give you my progressive movement votes. If you at least do da da da, but he didn't do anything. He was just like, well, we got to fucking suck Biden's dick because we can't <laughs> suck Trump's dick. And then he just fucking did that. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that, that, that gave me pause. I had to step back and go, wait a minute. Well, and, then, and, then, and then other people like uh, Shama Sawant, 
uh, Chris Hedges, those type of people that are like, oh, you have to understand that this is what Bernie's been. Bernie's been a, a shit house for a long time ago, you know. Yep. Uh, uh, so that, that I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that the kind of the shenanigans that that he'd been pulling since the '90s. And now that I knew that, I, I was like going forward in 2020. I, I was trying to tell everybody that I could. I was like, you're wasting your time voting for the duopoly. I'm more gullible than you are because I voted for him in 20. <laughs> I voted for him in 2020 again. And, you know, I got to tell you, during the 2016 campaign, a lot of people were telling me that Bernie will be a sheepdog. He'll, he'll, if Hillary wins, he's going to just bow to her. And I said, no, no, he's not going to do it. He won't endorse her. He won't. And he did. Right. And right. and then I voted for him again in 2020. And remember, Bernie in both both elections used the but Trump excuse. Right. In both elections, yeah. he yeah. used the oh, but we can't have Donald Trump. We can't have Donald Trump. OK, so. In 2020, though, here's the thing. In 2016, I hated Hillary, so I wanted an alternative, so I voted for Bernie. In 2020, I hated Joe Biden, so I wanted an alternative, so I voted for Bernie again. And, you know, gullible me was thinking, okay, Bernie got fucked over once. He's not going to take it a second time. This time he's really going to give it to them and, and win and uh, can, I, can I, can I, can I, can I, get, can I get, sorry to interrupt you, but go that, ahead, no, right go ahead. There, that, that was, that right there was another flag. And it took, again, this is also usually some of my other friends have point this out to me, but once they pointed out to you, it's like the bell, you can't unring the bell. He didn't fight that. Once we, once Debbie Washerman Solt oh, had to God. step down because it came, became well known that she did rig the fucking primaries against Bernie. He never fucking called even her out, let alone let alone Hillary, let alone the DNC, right. or let, let alone you know the D Triple C or I any apparatus, apparatus that, that they're in, they're in, right? So that to me was like, oh shit! When some of my friends are like, hey, do you notice that like these groups all fucked him over together, basically like almost like a cabal, yeah. <laughs> if you will, and and he didn't call that out. And and if, if there's only two scenarios there, either he's too dumb to know. That that's what was going on, or he's just not fighting back. Which, like, take your pick. It's either ignorance or fucking cowardice. Yeah. There's no, you know, what I mean, there's no good option there, no matter what. And then I, that's what I was realizing. Okay, there's something wrong here. Well, and then once I got look, further educated, that that Bernie had been a sheepdog since the mid '90s. Yeah, look, I'm no fan of Trump. I just made it clear. I just went after him. <laughs> I made it very clear. I don't back <laughs> him in this primary. But yeah, the thing that he did that Bernie didn't have the balls to do was say, fuck the party. Donald Trump doesn't yeah. care about his yeah. party. Look, he's yes. going, he's using Democrat attacks now to go after DeSantis because yes. he doesn't care if it hurts the Republican party. He doesn't care. He yes. wants to just win. Right. It's all about him. Yes. And Bernie yes. needed a little bit more of that. He was too doing the, suck do, doing the, doing right. the right thing for the wrong reason. Right. Bernie should have had a little bit more of that in him where, I'm going to win. I'm going to back my people who have put so much blood, sweat and tears and money and volunteer hours into these campaigns. I'm going to win. But he was too much of a suck ass for the Democrats. Yeah. yeah. And instead when it came got, to Biden, we got my, my friend Joe. That's right. what we got instead. Right. And when it came to Biden, it was even worse than with Hillary because Bernie didn't particularly like Hillary on a personal level. Unfortunately, he liked Joe Biden on a personal level, which made Bernie even more of a of a pussy the second time around because he yeah. kept on saying my friend joe biden my friend joe no but he never said my friend hillary clinton ever 
there was much more vitriol between him and Hillary than him and Biden. So the second time around was even worse because Bernie's too friendly with the guy, you know? And well, is, is that such a surprise now when we see Bernie supporting weapons to Ukraine? We're seeing Bernie not speaking out about, you know, various different other types of things like, you know, uh, Yemen, Israel, stuff like that. He, if he does, it's very tepid. There's never any legislation. There's no push for anything like that. But he definitely doesn't doesn't speak out about Ukraine, doesn't speak about the, uh, out about the ratcheting tensions with China. So mm-hmm. that, to me, bothers me. He's a fucking warmonger at heart because he plays lefty, but then he doesn't challenge any imperialism. And he doesn't fight tough enough. He doesn't 100%. fight tough enough. He knew he, he knows how to win in extreme extreme lefty Vermont. It's easy for him to win there. It's easy <laughs> right, for him right. to win in Burlington, right? All you have to do is win Burlington. He was a mayor of Burlington. You win Burlington, you you become senator of Vermont. So it's not very difficult. Everyone there knows him on a personal level. He's lived there for fifty right. years. But right. when it comes to real politics, where you have to be tough and rough. He can't do it. There's something about him that he just can't do it. And Trump can and DeSantis can. And I'm hoping RFK Jr. can. But Bernie simply can't. It's not in him to to be that way. And yeah. that's a problem in this business. Well, you have to have a little bit of that in you. You really do. Well, he, folded, I mean, he, folded, he folded so fast. It was the same day that Joe announced that yes. he folded. So he showed us immediately he's got nothing left in him. Well, you know, <laughs> even Kamala, horrible Kamala, in the 2020 primary, pretty much called Joe Biden a racist, right? <laughs> she that was good. Her. That was her one good shiny right. moment. That was her one shiny. <laughs> so even she did that. Even she did yes. more than Bernie, you know? Oh, God damn it. Wow. I yeah. never thought of it like that. That's right. a great point, sir. Yeah. That's a great yeah. point, Mike. Wow. Yeah. That show. Oh my God. Cause, cause, cause Kamala is, is the pinnacle of fucking, of, uh, uh, of clown. And to even, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is and even that pinnacle dude, of clown, as much as a clown dude, she is, she had that one moment that Bernie never had. Never had. Re, it. Yeah. Yeah. Save that. That's a good line. Reuse Never had that line. What would, what would, get, let's, let's, let's go in a different world just for a second here. We'll get too much into a different fantasy world. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with let's you. say Biden had a little, let's see Bernie, a little bit of Trump in him. Now we know, and it's by the way, the RNC now is, uh, has a website where they're depicting, they're, they're t- keeping track of every one of Joe's lies from the biggest ones to those weird lies. <laughs> he tells about his life, you know, countries he's lived in places oh, where Joe, he's yeah. been professor people he's known and marched oh, with. He would, well, yeah he was at nelson mandela in jail yeah, yeah, he so was there at the, yeah of course you were keeping track of all of that yeah oh, bernie, I love it. bernie could have totally gone after him for all those basically a half century of lies he's told about his life about everything and bernie never went there at all as though yeah. that doesn't matter when someone's trying to be president of the united states it doesn't matter that you and, lie and, about big things and these very bizarre. They were calling things. him. They were calling him sexist. They were even calling him anti-Semitic at a certain point. I don't know if you remember that. There was a short period of time where they even they floated that for a short period. There, I oh, forget that, what that it Bernie was. was anti-Semitic. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did. Yeah, they. they it's yeah. like he's a Jew, and they're like, okay, wait a minute, that's not going to work. He's a Jew, yeah. that's not going to work. Right. But they they floated. They, yeah, they floated everything in the book. And here's the funny part about it. And it's the same thing that I always said about Trump is that 
these guys are horrible in so many aspects that you guys don't need to make up this shit. Like, what the fuck is the matter with you? What mm-hmm. the fuck is the matter with these talking heads and these pundits that yeah. push this shit like Bernie's against women, Bernie's anti-Semitic, Trump's this, Trump's that. It's like, dude, Trump already has a million flaws. Bernie has a million flaws. You don't need to make shit up about them. But at the end of the day, as much as I don't like Trump, I would never vote for Trump. I don't agree with him. People still, they, they refuse to understand something that this is, here's a basic statistic, right? That, 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 that people still, they, they argue with me all the time. Biden deported more Mexicans in two years. Absolutely. Than, than Trump did in four years. Okay. Right. Biden, Biden, all that when, when, when Trump was in office and they had the kids in cages. Yes. Biden immediately, as soon as he got into office, built more of them. He didn't yep. shut them down. And yet also, nobody, no le- yeah. quote unquote leftist said a shit thing about it. Also, so to that, me, I'm like, oh, like, how can you? And he also continued the wall. Go, yeah. on, go ahead. And the left makes a big deal, by the way, of that Trump policy of the separating the kids from the from the families. And that's they They're actually, still doing it. But they actually made a lot more of that. That was basically a month policy that they dropped. It wasn't like his entire four years of immigration policy. And the stuff that Biden's doing is much worse. And it's worse in a lot of different ways, where when you have the borders porous the way it is, you have all this fentanyl coming in and killing children. So it's not it's it's not what the, the left likes to call this, where they, they like to call it like a, a kind and gentle policy, but it's not because it's killing American children. Okay. No, but, but, led- Biden's har- but Biden's harder than the Republicans. That's the thing that though, that this is the misnomer right here. The, they say the Democrats are like, oh, Democrats are loose on the borders. Biden isn't. Biden has been harsher on the borders. He's been tighter. He's built the wall. He's made more cages. He's deported more people. So when people try to pin that on Democrats, I, I, I always call bullshit on that because this is a this is a duopoly thing. This is both Democrats and Republicans. You can't well, you can't pin that specifically on Democrats, especially when Biden is ramping up everything that Trump was trying to do. Well, and a lot of that policy goes back to Obama, as you mentioned also. A lot of that policy goes back to the Obama administration with the cages and, and such. Oh, but, yeah, Obama did, Obama did build those yeah. cages. You're 100% correct, yeah. Yes. If we ran our borders the way other countries ran the borders, we wouldn't have these kinds of problems. You don't see other countries. I know people, for some reason, look, <laughs> I always joke, things got to be really bad in, like, Mexico and, and Nicaragua, <laughs> Venezuela. So people don't want to come here. I don't know why. People want to come here, oh, but it, they do. Yes, yes, they have they a do. I understand they uh, have a different... El Salvador or stuff like that. It yeah. is that bad. It they have is a different perspective. They have a different perspective than I have. I get it. And there's a lot of you know you can get free stuff here, and the government gives you free things. Uh, and... no, no, not not when you're not when you're undocumented. They don't have the access to those things that all that a lot of the, the people on the right like to say that they do. They often put in more money into the economy than they take out in services, especially the undocumented. So that that is a that is a, a labor force that's being exploited. But you do by, but you do have liberal cities wanting to give them driver's licenses and voting rights and health care and all that. Sure, stuff. Yes, sure, sure. So to a, to yeah. a certain degree, they, they want yeah. to, but you still can't you still can't vote unless you're an actual well, citizen. You can't vote so, if you're a citizen in Canada or any other country. Why should you have to vote here? Why should you be able to vote here? United States. Sure, totally, totally. You know? they, they, they might, they might, yeah, of course. And I and I agree with you. Those those kind of people that again they're over exploiting. Yeah, that that, that kind of situation. Well, the Democratic so, yeah, Party, the Democratic Party also sees a voting block. 
Let them come here and then they'll vote Democrat. Let them vote. Let the undocumented but, vote because they're more a, likely I, to vote for Democrats. I'm, I'm so, a, as a Latino, as, as half Mexican, I, I will tell you, and I'm sure you know this, this is a flaw in the Democrats' calculations because not all Latinos vote Democrat. A lot of them vote conservative. But usually, that, that, that's that, that's been borne out. That's been borne out. This, right, but this, not necessarily. Yeah, but not necessarily new people who would come in now. It's often people who were here who came here the right way, who went through all the rigmarole to get to become residents or citizens. They are sure, pissed totally. off at the Democrats <laughs> allowing other people get free things and come in without having to go through everything they went through. They're resentful. Yeah, totally. Yeah. My, my, my buddy from Nicaragua that came through uh, the immigration process, you know, yeah, as you would say, through the proper channels. And he's like, yeah, hey, it took me like, took me like 17 years right. before I could finally become an actual citizen. And yeah, and he's definitely very like, oh, fuck these motherfuckers just coming in and trying to skip the line. Yeah, totally. So I, I, I do see that sentiment. But here's the thing that I will always kind of point. While we can agree that there are a lot of these issues, right? These a lot of these systemic issues, right? For 100% for sure. You know, how much can a system take? Mm -hmm. have to take that into mind. But at the end of the day, the most important thing to keep in mind is that it, it, it's, it's capitalists that are trying to exploit these people, mm -hmm. right? These mm -hmm. people aren't just, these people aren't just coming for no reason, mm -hmm. right? We've, we, we like, like Venezuela or whatever, you know, we, we try to destabilize their government because we don't like them trying to nationalize their oil. <laughs> so we fuck up their country. We fund the fucking uh, uh, the, the the opposition in all these different types of countries, Nicaragua, you know, uh, Costa Rica, whatever. Doesn't matter. We've been doing this for many years. The CIA's been doing this for many years. And and then we later on go say, hey, look how fucked up these countries are, and all these immigrants are coming into our country. And it's like, well, maybe we should stop fucking with those countries. Yeah. And maybe the immigrants wouldn't come here so much. So that's, I think that's, that's a side, I think that's a point that me and, as a lefty and with conservatives, we can come together on is that like, if we want to have immigrants to stop wanting to come here, maybe we should stop fucking with their country so they can stay there. Cause what do most conservatives say? Like stay in your country, go back there. Don't come here. Right. Yes. Well, if you want that, me as a lefty, I would say stop fucking up their country. Yeah. Well, but you would agree with you would agree with that, right? Yeah, in a way, it's there. I guess there are a lot of different elements here. You know, it is. It's very complicated. But you, you know. got to admit, if you if you shit on their country and it sends a bunch of refugees here, and then you complain about the refugees, it's a little stupid to complain about the refugees when you were the one that supported the policy that sent them here. Look. We all complain about this country. I complain about it. I complain about my city at least every day and this country. But there, there are things that this we have in this country. Okay, there are freedoms we have here. There are pleasures we have here. There are uh, amenities we have here that you're probably never going to have in a lot of these countries that aren't simply as developed as we are in that in these ways. And so people are always going to want to come to this country. I, I don't think you're ever going to see. People in those places say, oh, my country is better than the – and a lot of these people, remember, they, they, they have this view of America that's romanticized, right? Totally, They have this yes. very romanticized totally. view of 100%, America. 100%, 100%. Yeah. So I don't think that's ever right. going to 
that's never going to go away. People are always no, going to no, have right. this very romanticized view of America. No matter how bad, not, no matter how much I not. complain or you complain <laughs> or people on this on this podcast complain, people outside this country see America as a dreamland. They do. And totally. so they're always going to want to achieve that dream. But as long, yes. I say, as long as they try to achieve it legally, great. Just yes. don't achieve it illegally. That's all. Yes. That's well, all. I, and, and of course, and, and I'm a thousand percent with you in that sentiment under the premise that, that I agree with that only if our foreign policy doesn't force individuals to take that desperate type of uh, a trip and, and then to quote unquote illegally cross our borders into our country. Yeah. As long as we don't precipitate that, like if there, if our foreign policy isn't causing people to, to, to do that, then of course, a hundred percent, I would be like, Hey, fucking get in line, buddy. We, we let, cause we're at, what is it like 1.5 million people we let in legally every year. Well, it's been twice process. as many under Biden than under Trump. Yeah, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, yeah, the whole legal process, we have a legal, and it's million. So, yeah, of course. So your, your, your natural inclination is to go like, well, shit, dude, we're letting a million and a half or more yeah. in legally through the paperwork. Everybody's CR, still, and a lot of the, I, and a, lot of the, a lot of those people have been in line for like 10, yeah. 15 years. I, I want to. CR, I'd like to be, I'd rather be a citizen of Sweden than the United States. <laughs> but I, all right, but I can, but I have to go through an extremely arduous process. Well, their Bill of Rights is less than ours. So. Yeah, before so. Trudeau, I wanted to become a citizen of Canada. Not anymore, but <laughs> right. I, I would yeah. have to go through an arduous process. And I'm no terrorist. I still have to go through an arduous process. So yeah. there are places I'd rather live right now than this country. But what stops me is that it's a very difficult process. Yes, yeah, Canada is a great example that you see yeah. that right there. Because a lot of my friends, they're always like, fuck this, I'm going to move to Canada. And I always tell them, like, ha, go ahead and look into it. Right. And they're, they're always like, wait, what? They're like, I can afford it. And I'm like, you think you can? Check it out. Because, uh, uh, you know, my lady, my lady, her sister, when she went to move there with her fiance, they had, I think she told me something like that they had to show that they had, like, Thirty or forty thousand dollars in the oh, bank already, a, and yep. and all this kind of shit, and that they were gonna and this and that, mm-hmm. and go you know, all these different hoops and whatnot, and show that they weren't gonna be a burden on any of the social right. services there mm-hmm. in Canada for at least yep. five years. You see how they and, do it? And I was like, wow, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, wait a minute, we're the xenophobic ones. All yeah. these countries elsewhere are literally trying to make you fucking jump through fucking ten hoops with a backflip and a double twist. Yep. And, and then yet somehow we're called the giant assholes of the world. Right. I'm like, actually, compared comparatively to Europe and Canada, we're, we're, we're fucking very lenient. Incred- so, incredibly lenient. Incredibly so people, lenient. Yeah. Yes. So when people make those criticisms based on uh, uh, the rest of the world, especially like Europe, which we tend to hold up as being, a, well, they have democracy, they have Medicare for all, that was kind of stuff like that. So we should, shouldn't we be more like Europe? And I agree with a lot of that stuff. I agree with parliamentary politics. I agree with Medicare for all. But at the same time, like you're saying, they're way more xenophobic in their policy than we are. Yeah, and I wanted to become, you know, there's a process you can go through to become like a uh, a citizen of Italy, which, of course, makes you a European Union citizen, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, great because yeah. then you can work anywhere throughout Europe. So, And the process of like becoming a citizen of Italy. Now, if my 
you have to have like your great great grandmother and your great grandfather both have to have been born in Italy at this period of time and not left Italy, not given up their citizenship. Each of them have to have eaten pasta at least three times a week. I mean, it's this <laughs> incredible, arduous process to get this. They don't make it easy. They make it very difficult, but they make it difficult for a reason. They want to make yeah. sure that you have a reason to be there, that you belong there, and they can't have this incredible influx of millions of people over a year's time because they can't handle it economically. They can't handle it. So it's a very tough process and you don't have that process in place here. Well, I guess we're, we're much more lenient, much more lenient than other countries. You know, I, I spent some time in Montreal and I looked into, this is the late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. I went to Montreal, personal story. I went to Montreal after Bush was uh, put in by the Supreme court, right? If the Supreme Court put in Bush, <laughs> that's, I said, that, that's a very that's a very good way of putting it. I, I said I'm that. done. I, I appreciate, said, I'm done. I appreciate I that nuance. I appreciate yeah. that nuance. Yeah, I said I I don't want to live here anymore. So I I went to Canada, spent some time in Montreal, and I looked into becoming at least a resident, if not a citizen. Citizens, like I said, citizen is so difficult, almost impossible. But you can right. become a resident. Just to become a resident, though, there's a whole checklist of things that you have to qualify for. And like you said, a lot of it has to do with bank account and a job you already have and a, a bunch of other things that you have to be able to check off just to become a resident. And it was I didn't I didn't qualify. I couldn't become a resident <laughs> of Montreal. And uh, it was incredible. You're like, I'm fucking here. Of I'm Canada, here. I'm of Canada. They're like, no, nope, no. Nope. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I'm fucking here. They're like, no, nope, right. it doesn't matter. You're here and working. You're yeah. still not good enough. So I was I was forced back into this country, you know. But uh, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult proposition. But I think we need strong borders. We especially need it when you have these cartels that are bringing drugs across. You know, they're seeing the opening uh, of a lenient border to get drugs pushed into this country that they make a lot of money off of. And, and in the meantime, they're killing children here. So it, it's tough. You know, it's tougher. You didn't have fentanyl 20, 30 years ago. You didn't have these kinds of drugs that are so deadly 20, 30 years ago. And now we're getting that kind of stuff. So when well, that happens, you, in a way, you have to clamp down even more. You know, you have to clamp yeah, down totally. even more. But you know, you know what that you know what that's a natural outgrowth of, right? That isn't something like where where um, the evil powers that be are like we're going to try to poison our customers. No, of course not. You know, if if you're trying to obviously haul in um, enough marijuana for people. You're gonna to have to bring in bales and bales of it, right? Yep. That's a lot. That's a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the cocaine game, and you're like, "Oh wow, I can bring in the same amount that would fill the back of a truck inside of a suitcase, yeah. and it's twice as much money." So I'm gonna, and then you find out, like, "Oh shit, the heroin, the amount that I can stuff up somebody's asshole, is actually more than I of cocaine that I could fit in a suitcase." Right. And then, and then now you find out you're like, oh shit, this fentanyl, which is like a hundred times of heroin. They again, so that that was the kind of fucked up thing about that. You know what I mean? That just happens to be like physics and logistics. Mm -hmm. A lot of people kind of like wonder, like, what the fuck? Why is fentanyl exploding? I'm like, because it's so fucking powerful. You could have like a vial. There's a small vial 
stuffed up your ass that is worth fucking a hundred thousand dollars once it's cut and broke down mm-hmm. you know into all kinds of stuff so that that was just yeah that that's a weird kind of fucked up thing right there that where technology yeah. has made it so that they can fit so much more into less and so the drug dealers are gonna go like well why am i gonna try to smuggle in bales of something when i can just smuggle in a couple of small vials of something and it's literally more money mm-hmm. yeah you know i was just Talking about how Latinos in this country don't necessarily they don't, vote Democrat and they don't anymore. care. They don't care about our lives. That's the fucked up part. They're just like it's easier, right? Like hey, everybody's dying. Like so what? Who cares? It's mm-hmm. easier. Sorry, go right. ahead. Like I, I just saw the movie Scarface again, the one with Al Pacino. You know, and that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and that was about that time in the what early eight by nineteen eighty when they were letting in all the Cuban refugees, right? And a lot of them were like like him. Uh, uh, criminals and drug addicts and drug dealers, right? And they were part of organized crime rings in Cuba and they came here. And you had the same situation back then where we let in all these bad people. But the Cubans who lived in this country, who came here legally, despised them. They hated them because it gave Cubans a bad name. And the same thing is happening now with a lot of Mexicans. It gives Mexicans here a bad name. The people who came here legally despise these people because they're giving them a bad name. Everyone's looking at Mexicans here like they're all fentanyl dealers, to, right? To 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 a certain degree, yeah. Yes. But large, largely as somebody, you know what I mean, that has grown up, you know, Latino and living in California. Uh, most of the time, everybody knows that if you're just a, a working individual trying to get along, you know what I mean? Nobody really has any kind of animosity towards that, towards workers, because... Most of the time, they're working really hard jobs and getting paid shit for it. So, you know, there's no there's no point in hating that individual. But yes, like in terms of the individuals that are selling drugs, gang banging, doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they definitely have a kind of a lot of hate. They're like, why? Like we left El Salvador. We left Mexico. We left mm. Colombia or Nicaragua to get away from the insane gang banging and all the fucking murder. So like why? you exporting that here when we're all just trying to fucking, you know, work our jobs, work our doc jobs, work, you know, cooks, you know, whatever, you know, stuff like that, work at, uh, you know, trucking, whatever, stuff like that waste. Like, cause that, that, you know, that's my, been my experience. Cause I, I've done a lot of those jobs myself too. You know what I mean? I, I've worked in a lot of those kind of low level jobs where like I was <laughs> the only people that spoke English as a first language and everybody else around me didn't. You know what I mean? So I've been in those kind of situations myself and I've seen a lot of these individuals that that they don't, they're like, I'm working my ass off. I'm working 10 hours a day. I'm sending a lot of the money back to some family I still have in Mexico. And they, they don't, they don't have any interest in, in, in taking anybody's job or bringing any crime or drugs, you know? So there's that, there's that aspect that I think that's always lost in the argument. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the, the negative effects are real, and I and I will never tell anybody like, yeah, of course, no, it's all hunky dory. Let everybody come. Of course not. I'm not saying that, but we 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 too much take that small aspect and we vilify the fact that that really both Democrats and Republicans, corporatists and capitalists, are just exploiting their labor, and that's the main thing. If they really if we really stood up and said, you know what, fuck you, no more, we're not doing the $7 an hour shit, you're raising the minimum wage right now to $25 an hour, 
they, they won't they wouldn't be able to pay immigrants coming across the border because we would all be employed here taking those jobs because they would be good paying. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I is mean there there are two there are two sides to that economic coin, and that is a lot of bu- small businesses can't afford to pay that kind of money. No, but the thing the thing here, here's, yeah, people say that, but dig this yeah. right here, brother. Hold on, I'll give you a quick example. Right now, to buy a fucking Big Mac at McDonald's, that's not a, it's, fu- no, it's you know yeah. it's, it's like six dollars and something cents, right? Right. But you go over to fucking Denmark, it's five dollars and some cents, and they both pay. The, in Denmark, they pay their employees a minimum wage of twenty-two or something dollars, and here we pay them a minimum wage of seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, okay? it depends. So somehow, so, yeah. so but somehow they're able to pay their employees a minimum wage of twenty-two something dollars right. when it's cheaper. It's cheaper for the right. same fucking thing at the same fucking venue. McDonald's in Denmark sells a Big Mac cheaper than it does here in California, even though California has. One of the higher wage minimum wages. No, no, but right? I, I wouldn't. But you, I wouldn't you dig what I, you dig what I'm saying. I said, you no, no, listen, saying. So I wouldn't. You consider, can do it. You can know, do no, it. Listen. It's capitalists that are not I, allowing us to do no, this. No, no, but I wouldn't consider McDonald's a small business. That's not what I said. I said small business owners can't afford. Mom and pop businesses can't necessarily afford to pay twenty five dollars an hour. So what do you do? Do you say only a business of a certain size has to pay that minimum wage, or just the Big food chain. What do you do? How do you do that? That's the whole question. Because yes, sure, I, I agree with you. Totally. A lot of corporations kind of. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's. I think county is a good way to to go to to kind of implement it. You know, it's a thing. This is like obviously West Virginia gas costs different than it does here where I'm at in Oakland, California, right next to separate. Yeah, but also if you're a corporation, you have a lot more money to pay people than if you're totally, a mom and pop right, business. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So you, you should you should base it of course accordingly. And, and I think that I think that's a, a good way to kind of judge it because the reality is that we've kind of entered ourselves into now is that capitalism is killing itself. Where if we want this thing, to, if if you if if you are a supporter of capitalism, you want this system to continue, much like what FDR did. A lot of people tend to tend to look at uh, like FDR as like a savior of like the worker and the people. Yeah. Right, because he came in and he did the New Deal, but what FDR really did was is he actually saved capitalism. Oh, sure, because, he saved the banks. Capi- he saved the banks. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. He saved yeah. capitalism. He saved that system because that was about to really be destroyed mm-hmm. because of, of of the the worker movement that was gaining so much steam in this country. Um, so, to me, other than the whole thing burning itself down, which is the trajectory that it's on now. Much like Rome, Greece, Ottoman Empire, the British Empire, any other things, you die extending yourself militarily, like we're yeah. doing right now with our country. Yeah. It's yeah. it is, and, and and BRICS is happening. We can't stop it. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 unipolarity is gone. Uh, you know, uh, U.S. hegemony is being obliterated now because mm. you, we're not going to stop China. We're not going to stop China and India and Russia. They've gotten together now. They're, they're already doing it. The, the petrodollar is going away, people. You have yeah. to understand, this is the death throes of our capitalist imperialist empire. Our only chance now, again, is if we want to try to maintain the stupid facade of capitalism and democracy, is another FDR type of deal. 
And if they don't want to do that, I hate to say that our, our, our days forward are, are, are going to be very dark. A new, you want a new, new deal, a new, new deal, a newer deal, the newer deal. <laughs> For the well, yeah. yeah, you want the, yeah, the exactly. Deal. I don't know how you phrase that. Yeah, the but I'm saying, no, I, I, I don't want it. I don't want Renew it. Renew the deal. Like, Renew the deal. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying for people that want that style of, because I personally think that capitalism is a flawed system. And then people will go, oh, so you're, you're a communist or a socialist. I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I generally think that people Actually. should have health. I think people should have health. I think people should have health. Here's all my three things. I'm against war. I think people should have health care, and I think people should be have free speech. Free oh my speech. God, we agree on all three. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, that's that's it for me. Everything else is up for debate. I'm glad to debate everything else, but those three—that's it. It's like I don't want to start wars with people. I want people to have health care, and I want people to say whatever the mother they want. Yep. You know what I mean? Anything they fucking want. In fact, you could you could have said fuck. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's. It's it's funny, but when when I when I ran for Congress in Arizona in 2006, my slogan was "Renew the deal." I think that's a fantastic <laughs> slogan. I tell you what, "Renew the deal" no, is Solid. a hell of a lot better than "finish the job." What job? Or build, or build back better. What 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 job is Joe? Is Joe the snow job? Is that what he means? The yeah, right. Job? Yeah. Oh, his 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 campaign video was so sad. It was the most empty vacuous filled with no promises like exactly you you pulled the words right out of my mouth what job are you finishing what fucking everything up you de fucking decrepit and fucking psychopath it's terrible it really is you know what you know what that you know what finish a job might mean i think finish a job means finish of the, of the country putting, no finish <laughs> the, the death nail putting of, of putting Kamala Harris in the president in the Oval Office. Oh no 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 no, yeah. no don't say that. Don't that's say the job. That. Don't say that. Don't scare that's me. The, that's the job. I want to sleep. I want to be able to sleep tonight. I'm don't telling say you. That. <laughs> uh, look, Cr. Um, between the years of 82 years old and 86 years old, a lot of people oh, pass Jesus. away. In that time yes. period, a lot. I hate to say it. I know a lot of people in my family who are in that age range, but from 82 to 86, but that's just life, right? It's the way it goes. Life yeah. expectancy usually runs out in that period. What happens if Joe Biden's reelected? Joe, uh, uh, Kamala uh, Harris becomes president. She does. Uh, I mean, it's just a fact of life. Dude, I'm, from, it, I'm it, from California. She's from here. I'm so sad that we have to claim here. Being yeah. here from, I mean, Jerry Springer just died. He's only 79. He's I would rather, yeah, Jesus Christ. I'd rather have Jerry Springer's fucking <laughs> Well, Jerry Springer was mayor of Cincinnati. He was mayor yeah, of Cincinnati. I would, yeah, I would yeah. way rather have him than fucking Kamala Harris. Because Kamala Harris used to fucking keep, try to keep parents in jail for their kids that were uh, uh, tardy or absent from school. Like, this is how, like, and then when people that were in jail for, like, extended weed crimes mm -hmm. and, the, and, the, and other judges said that, like, oh, you should let them out. Her as a DA in in California blocked the judge and said like no I'm not going to let them out and I'm like how how does a DA even have that fucking power but apparently she stopped fucking people with just basic like weed charges when they were when a judge was saying like okay this guy's been in here you know two or three years let him go whatever and and she, Kamala Harris would come in and be like no oh, fuck you I want him to stay in there longer that's that's how insane she, San Francisco she's, is. She, 
Yeah. That we, right. can, we had can I say she's a bitch? Wait a minute. She's a bitch. We had I, know, a DA I know it's here. not I know it's not, no, it's, no, it's not PC to say, but she's a fucking yeah. bitch. So we had a DA here who wanted to keep people in jail for pot, but we now have DAs here that want to let people out when they bash people's heads in. This is the city I live in, man. This is the city I live in, I tell you. Where are you at? What, what city are you in? San Francisco. Yeah. You're you're in San Francisco? Yes. Oh well, I thought I, for some reason I don't know why I thought you were on the East Coast because of my yeah. accent, maybe. Well, I'm maybe from, yeah, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn, but I live here. Oh, now. that's what it is. Okay, yes. that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Where do you live? Yeah, no. Did you say where do you live? I'm Oak. I'm in Oakland. Oh, you're right here. You're in Oakland. Yeah, well, that's what's it. Yeah, fucking Oakland. Oh, you're, in you're, Oakland. you're in the you're in the sicko area also. The fucking Bay Area, baby. Oakland's even worse. I mean, Oakland's even worse. Now you're gonna lose the A's to to Las Vegas. Jesus. It's just it's it's a very it's a sad here, here, situation. Sad can I can I can I can I say something like on a like because here let's often we like to like do our punditries, but let's let's get kind of real for a second about that. You touch on something. Uh, um, uh, uh, I have a, a bachelor's degree in sound engineering. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done live sound and a lot of stuff like that, and, and a lot of my friends and whatnot uh, do that kind of work, and they work the Oakland Arena, the Coliseum, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? I do all those kind of venues. And a lot of them, yeah, they're they're really kind of bummed out, worried about their future kind of workload now that they're the A's are talking because my buddies, I got a couple couple of buddies, they work those A's games. Right. You know what I mean? You know, jobs. You, 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 yeah, 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 jobs. You, lost jobs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And these are these are just you know, blue collar union guys, mm-hmm. pay their union dues, they work. And these guys work. These guys work ten hours shifts. They don't work eight hour shifts. They work ten hour shifts. They work from fucking, you know what I mean, uh, uh, ten o'clock at night to fucking eight o'clock in the morning. They work right. crazy different weird hours, and they're they're and they're hauling heavy ass gear. So these 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 aren't dudes that are like, hey, yeah, we're you know, hey, we're union boys that are just. Getting a sweet rate. It's like no, they're fucking working ten hours straight, hauling head thousands of pounds of gear for hours and moving, you know, moving stuff around, setting setting things up. My buddies sometimes like you know fifty, sixty feet in the air, trying to fucking you know mount uh, lights and stuff sure. like that for events. Yeah. And he could fall down and die. So these are blue collar dudes. Okay, they're Look. fucking working their ass off. Right? I brought and, this and, up. And, See, you, you, I, what, you get what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. people don't think about that kind of shit. There's right. there's an army I brought of this people, up the other day. of people that just they, they just they work really yes. hard. They work hard hours. They work yes. hard days. They do hard manual labor, and 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 they're just like, oh, whatever. Let's move it to Vegas for yes. extra profit. And I'm like, uh, fuck you, corporations. <laughs> fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> well, fuck you, fuck you, politicians. <laughs> politicians yeah. in Oakland who couldn't get this together, right? The city totally, council totally. who couldn't get this together. Look, the fact of the matter is this is the problem. When you have teams that move, you have too many people, especially who are not maybe into the team, say things like, oh, who cares? I don't want a new ballpark. Who cares? But no, there are jobs involved. There are real lives in jobs. The rich people, as usual, will be okay. They'll yes. be fine. <laughs> the CEO of the Oakland A's will be fine. He'll get a condo 100%. on the strip in Las Vegas. He'll be fine. 100%. But it's the the workers in Oakland who will not be fine. That's the problem. 100%. The little guy will get fucked again. I know. I said I, as soon as that that news broke, I remember uh, I sent my buddy, my best friend, actually, uh, uh, the article, 
about that. And he was like, no, is this, this real? And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm just sending you some articles. I know you work A's games. Like, have you heard about this? And he's like, oh, this is just like rumors and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's looking pretty much like the A's oh, are probably going to bail on you guys. Oh, it's and he was gone. like, And yeah. he was just like, fuck, are you yeah. serious? He's yeah, like, I gone. get some, it gets sometimes three, three days a week. Yeah, when it's their season, well, is my work is the A's, and I'm like, oh shit. Can, look, I, I have a recommendation, and I know it's tough for people, especially with families, to move. Single guys is much easier. Move to Vegas. There are so many jobs in Las Vegas, and yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a, he's got a lady and a kid. I understand, and, and yeah. but also it's about <laughs> a fifth of the price of living here. The rent's about a fifth of what it is here. Jesus, so don't, don't tease me. Don't, don't right. me hard. But I'm saying there are more and more jobs in Vegas. Vegas. As the Bay Area shrinks, Vegas is exploding. It's exploding. Okay? Yeah. And they're getting Texas, all Texas of, too. Yeah. Texas yeah. too. too. Yeah. Texas and Florida. But Vegas, if you want to be somewhere that's only an hour's flight away, say you have family up here, you want to be close. Vegas is a really good option for people who can go. Cheaper to live. Apartments are cheaper. Homes are much cheaper. And there are tons of jobs. It's, 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 it's not tough to find a job in Vegas. You know? So... That's what you, I recommend. CR, I'm going to let you go. One, you, left one, you left one thing out, though. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's Vegas. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? It's, 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 wait a minute. Okay. If, as long <laughs> as you don't have a gambling problem. If you have a gambling <laughs> problem, don't go. Don't go to Vegas because 100%. you're not going to last very long. You know. But if you're like me and you can go to Vegas, I go to Vegas and I take in the the shows and I go to the restaurants and I walk on the strip and I have a good time and I drink a little bit and I eat a lot and I have a great time and I don't gamble one penny, not one penny. I can do that. I can do that. But not, not everyone can, not everyone can, you know, so, but CR, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, very good call. Excellent call. CR. Excellent call. Uh, I do want to, I guess, go through one more thing before we end the show. And remember, tomorrow's a Friday night show. So we'll have the usual fun frolic politics, current events. But also, at the end of the show, I'll have film reviews. Two films, Evil Dead Rise, and if I'm pronouncing it right, Sizu. Sizu. S-I-Z-U. Is that right? Sizu. So two films tomorrow night at the end of the show. But my favorite issue covid and randy weingarten we know look we're starting to get some pushback from randy weingarten who is now claiming ignorance right or she she really wanted to open the schools i could not watch her yesterday literally literally i watched her yesterday and it made me sick as she was talking about how she really wanted to open the schools oh i wanted to open the schools so badly I, we were just trying to be safe we were just trying to be safe um <laughs> That's like me saying, once again, not looking at any of the science, not looking at any of the evidence, not looking at Sweden and Europe, which did not close schools and they were fine. They didn't they didn't close schools in Europe and not one child died of COVID. Okay, so not looking at any of the data, any of the science showing that closing the schools would cause more harm in the short term and even more importantly, the long term. Right. She didn't look at any of the science. And if you try to talk about this science, these facts, you were called a crazy Trumpy Trumper conspiracy theorist nut. Okay. Now they're trying to gaslight. Okay. Now they're trying to gaslight. 
But to say, we had to close them just to be safe, just to be, she means to say, safe for the teachers. They didn't care about the kids. They only cared about the teachers, which is why they moved them up the line to get the vaccine. And they said once they got the vaccine, they'd open the schools. But of course, the vaccines didn't work. So they didn't open the schools. It's all a fucking shit show, which has put us back two years education. Already, this country sucked when it came to education. And this made it even worse. But now she's gaslighting. To say we had to close the schools just to be safe is like me saying tomorrow we need to sweep every homeless person off the streets of San Francisco because 5% of them are are dangerous. And we know through stats that 5% of them are dangerous. So just to be safe, got to fucking get rid of them all. Flush them out. Flush them off those streets just to be safe. Would the left agree with me on that? Would the liberals say, absolutely, Mike, let's flush them off the streets because some of them are, are, are dangerous? There's data that shows us what we should do and shouldn't do. So finally, there's some pushback. And the New York Post, Mary Catherine Harn wrote, Randy Weingarten ruined kids' lives, but she refuses to apologize for not following the science. So being a powerful advocate of draconian and ineffective COVID responses that hurt Americans means never having to say you're sorry. We learned this anew this week as two of the country's most well-known policy setters, Fauci and Weingarten, were called upon to reckon with their ideals, with what their ideals had wrought. Reckon they did not. I sleep fine, Fauci told a sympathetic New York Times reporter and yet another in-depth retrospective on his role in American COVID pandemic policy. I happen to be perceived as a personification of the recommendations, but show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Never. I never did. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the CDC's recommendation, and people made a decision based on that. Well, he was perceived as the personification because he never met a camera lens whose social distance he wouldn't violate and because he referred to himself as the personification of science. Meanwhile, before a Wednesday COVID response oversight hearing on school closures in Congress, American Federation of Teachers chef Weingarten did a similar dance, a sort of reverse Spider-Man. With great power comes no responsibility. Weingarten is a powerful political force in the Democratic Party. She and her allies in the Democratic politics use their leverage to keep school doors closed to students for more than a year with catastrophic results for the learning and mental health of those students. The school closures were the longest in modern history. They were the most draconian than the rest of the developed world, and they were at odds with all the proof all around this country in private schools and in red state public schools that schools could indeed open safely. Good point here. It wasn't just Europe. We tried to do something that no one else was trying to do, she said, expressing a surprising ignorance of the rest of the nation, private schools and Europe. In fact, insisting schools were unsafe was out of step with the science of COVID, which showed that schools didn't reflect or exacerbate community spread. Instead, were often less dangerous than the community at large. This wasn't something unknowable, but being demonstrated daily right down the street from shuttered public schools as early as spring 2020 in Europe and in fall 2020 in this country. Instead of looking to neighbors who serve children better, 
She serves her organization and its members by arguing closed schools needed billions and billions of taxpayer money to reopen safely. They got some $60 billion in the 20 CARES Act and another $120 billion in the American Rescue Plan, most of which remains unspent and some of which was not spent on reopening schools. Let me explain the simple trick Weingarten and her supporters in Congress act like you're too dumb to understand. Yes, Weingarten technically said we should open schools safely throughout the pandemic. She then always followed that call with demands for standards she knew well would prevent reopening, ignoring safe openings elsewhere. A good example of this was in March of 2021, a full year after some school children had set foot in the classroom, after teachers had been bumped to the front of the line in many cities to get back to school, and after Congress had allocated billions for them. She said all they needed to get back to was a testing regimen, like the NFL had, a COVID testing regimen. We wanted to be in school. I've said that over and over again today. And yet the CDC guidance, she and her organization helped shape in early of 2021, would have had many schools that were already open for full-time in-person instruction close due to community transmission if they had taken the CDC at its word. As one member of the Oversight Committee put it, it could more properly have been called a guide to closing schools then opening them. Bingo. Republican Representative Rich McCormick, an ER doctor in Georgia, cut to the heart of the issue when he asked Weingarten if she believed public schools are an essential service. Yes, she said without hesitation. Before McCormick noted that he did his job in person at the outset and throughout the pandemic. I get that it's scary, McCormick said, but alas, he was not among the special category of essential workers. Weingarten advocated for who did not have to return to in-person duty and whose essential services were closed. He asked Weingarten if she had to do it all over again, would she advocate for teachers to go back earlier? I regret COVID, she said. I regret the fear that was there. And part of the reason we wanted clear information was because we had a role in mitigating the fear. There were a lot of things we didn't get right. She ignored clear information Right outside of her doors, she fanned the flames of fear. This is as close as anyone would probably get to hearing a mea culpa from Weingarten, whose allies in Congress argued Wednesday that critiquing this devastating policy decision is a useless and partisan activity, and we should instead join together to give more money to education at Weingarten's recommendation. The work we need to do now is how we engage them socially and emotionally and meet the whole child. That's why we are proposing big expansions. We need more funding, not less. They want more money, more money. Since the onset of the pandemic, public trust in public health and public education have cratered. The continued gaslighting from the leaders of COVID response like Fauci and Weingarten is a perfect picture of why. If we keep paying the arsonists to run the fire trucks, we shouldn't be surprised when they burn it all down. That's a great, I mean, this is great. Once again, this was the post- uh, uh, the, the 26th, okay? Ma Mary Catherine Harn. Great article. Fantastic article. So this is, once again, the gaslighting that we've been getting. The total, utter gaslighting from these people where they are now saying, as we knew, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming. We knew this gaslighting was going to happen. We knew it. Where they were going to say, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't do that. We did this. No, it wasn't our, my fault. It was the other guy's fault. It was that one's fault. No, no, no. But 
they say things like, we wanted to open the schools. And then when those of us who from the outset were saying, okay, well, this is why you should open the schools because of this, this, and they, no, no, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. You're a nutty Trump, Trump nut job. And we got deleted and censored and canceled from places like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Okay. So they were not hoping to open the schools because if you want to actually do something, well, actually you just fucking do it. Or at least you listen to people who are telling you how you can do it and why you should be doing it. You're open to that discussion, but they weren't because they wanted to do it their way. That's it. And everyone else who had a different way, any doctor or scientist or education person or anyone who had a different idea and a set of facts that proved that these ideas could work, they called us crazy and they had us deleted from the fucking conversation. These people are criminals. They have ruined people. They have destroyed lives. They have killed people. They deserve to be in jail. They deserve to be in jail. Period. So none of this, when people can't even admit, when they can't even admit that they were wrong, that they did wrong things, that they should not have done it this way, that they should have been more open to listening people, that they shouldn't have deleted and had people with different opinions censored. They have not even admitted that much. They are gaslighting us. They are spitting in our face saying, you know what we did, but too bad. You know what we did, but we're going to pretend we didn't do it. And we're just going to be as arrogant as ever. They're not admitting any kind of failure. They're not admitting they should be removed from their jobs for doing it so poorly for three fucking years. So there should be no amnesty for these people. They should be punished to the fullest extent of the law. They should be punished to the fullest extent of the law, which is why I'm glad that RFK Jr. between yesterday and today has come around. He's come around it to, to saying that there needs to be some kind of uh, punishment, that people who did illegal things need to be punished, that people who did harmful things need to be removed from their jobs. I'm glad he came around to that today. And I'm glad that the gaslighting is being called out now, that you have people, some people in the media, you'll never see it in the time, you know, you won't see it in the usual DNC owned media, but that there are people who were fighting back, who were showing the receipts from the last three years, who were showing the receipts from the last three years and are holding these people accountable. And we can only hope that we begin to see people elected who are going to hold these people accountable. Okay? Sweden, open schools. Schools were open in Sweden, okay? Cumulative excess deaths in Sweden, okay? Cumulative refers to the sum of the difference between pre-pandemic average and deaths occurring from January 2020 onwards. Right at the bottom, the total bottom, way below the United States, the UK, and Austria is Sweden at just 3%, okay? The schools were open there, not closed, the schools were open in the red states, not closed. The private schools across the country were open, not closed, as the article points out. So we had direct evidence, real-time evidence, okay, that we could have opened the schools safely. And they didn't want to do it, okay? They didn't want to do it because the teachers, the adults, as 
we saw the case be throughout the entire uh, period of the last three years is that the adults force children. They punish children for their own fears. They put their own paranoia onto children. They made children suffer for their own OCD, for their own paranoia. As adults often ruin children for those reasons, right? Parents ruin children for those same reasons. That's why people. That's why people go into therapy, right? If their parents do that to them all the time, their fears, their paranoia, their compulsions become the children's compulsions. They put them on the kids, and that that is what their hypochondria, and that's what happened. That's why they didn't open the schools because she represents the 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 teachers, the scared teachers, the fearful teachers who, if they had any kind of brain, if these people are supposed to be the most educated, would have been able to know the facts of the situation. All right. A teacher with a, a teacher that I would want to teach my child would have been able to look at Sweden or look at red states or look at private schools and say, hey, look, they're open. I don't see children dying. I don't see I don't see children dying in the hundreds or thousands. So why can't we open the public schools? Why can't we open the schools in New York City and San Francisco if they're open in in fucking Tampa and if they're open in Kansas City? Why can't we open them here? Wouldn't a teacher with a brain do that? Well, not if you're totally fearful because your party that you love so much has made you fearful on a daily basis or you're just selfish. You're just selfish and you don't want to work or you just want to work from home. That was a big part of it, right? Selfish people, selfish teachers who just didn't want to go into work and just wanted to work from home. It was easier for them, okay? It was easier for them to work from home than go in and teach children in schools. So they had their their teachers union president backing them up on that, ruining the lives of children. That's what happened. That's what happened. And even people like, you go on Twitter, this is where you'll see people holding these gaslighters accountable, like Ian Miller, uh, author of Unmasked. Randy Weingarten in July of 2020. This is what she said in July of 2020. Trump's plan to open schools is reckless, callous, and cruel. But now she's saying, oh, I fought to reopen schools starting in April of 2020. Like he said, an awe-inspiring amount of revisionist history trying to defend the indefensible. She threatened to strike. In July of 2020, Randy threatened to strike if schools returned in person. In August of 2020, she was pushing to strengthen online learning. She only changed her tune when returning in person was inevitable. Don't let them rewrite history, folks. One, don't let them rewrite history. Two, make sure they're punished. They must be punished. I'm going to end on a positive note that, as I said earlier in the show, the uh, Tucker Carlson's audience, the audience for that 8 p.m. Eastern time slot has dropped from like 3 million to like 1.3 million. And as I said on this show, I have to end on me being right again by something. As I have said on this show since Monday, the only reason why two and a half million people watched on Monday 
why there was only a 500,000 drop on Monday is because a lot of people tuned in just to see what Brian Kilmeade, who was filling in, might say about the situation. And a bunch of people, since he was only fired that same day, probably didn't even know he was fired until they tuned in. So you had a combination of the people who didn't even know he was gone and people who just wanted to see curiously what Brian might say about it. Then they turned it off and they haven't turned it back on since. So that two and a half million has gone down to 1.3 million. That's just an incredible drop. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson's piece, the two minute little video he did has gotten almost 14 million views over the last 24 hours, 14 million. So, okay. All right. On that, we're going to end. More tomorrow, more fun and frolic tomorrow in film reviews. Remember, the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard. uh, And it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. So I'll see you right back here tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike Adropoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.